welcome to Those Catholic Shrinks, the podcast about mind, body, and spirit. I'm Lisa. And I'm Regina. We're two Catholic therapists following the call of Jesus in our vocations and in our profession. So put the kettle on, grab your favorite tea, and let's get started. Welcome everyone to a special Zoom guest star edition of Those Catholic Shrinks. I'm Lisa. And I'm Regina. And today we have Kimmy Zeiler, the Program Director of San Pedro Retreat Center, joining us. Welcome, Kimmy. Thanks, guys. I'm so happy to be here with you. Today's podcast is all about Ignatian spirituality and retreats and stress and burnout and all those things, especially the retreats and Ignatian spirituality, are all in your wheelhouse. So we're really super excited to have you on. Thanks. Yes. Kimmy, uh, in addition to being the program director at San Pedro, has a certification in spiritual direction and a master's in theology, so we thought she would be the perfect person to talk to us about these topics. But before we dive in, we must know, Kimmy, what are you (laughs) drinking today? (laughs) I'm actually drinking coffee in my Jesus and coffee mug. Can you guys see that? Jesus and coffee. Um, (laughs) It's awesome. So, coffee. And Regina is our good point. deep lover of chai, of all things chai, so. Yes, and that's what I'm drinking today. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a vanilla chai. I'm going to hide the brand. And if you are a chai lover, do not be afraid. It is delicious, even though it's not a black tea chai. <laughs> it has all the beautiful spices that are known to chai, but with vanilla. So it's a lighter, so you still have warmth, but light comforting, delicious goodness. So that's what I'm drinking today. <laughs> that's perfect. I'm drinking watermelon tea because it's starting to get warm in oh. Florida. Although we, we have had like some pretty unseasonably mild months the last couple of months. But awesome. it got really hot yesterday. So I'm like, I'm going with my watermelon mint tea that my good friend <laughs> Julie gave me. So <laughs> all awesome. right. So Kimmy, Um, I am so excited to have you on the podcast just because I know for myself, Ignatian spirituality is like super near and dear to my heart personally, but also professionally. I know I use it a lot in my practice. I know a lot of Catholic therapists tend to use it. It's so acknowledging of like the human person Mm -hmm. in addition to the spirituality side of things and really kind of helping explain that and clarify that. So I'm really excited to hear about like your experience of that and the work that you do. I've been in spiritual direction since uh, 2009 and actively seeking out an Ignatian way of praying. So St. Ignatius of Loyola wrote the spiritual exercises. And in that he, he really uses scripture and your experience of Christ through reading and praying with scripture to dive into a deeper relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And so throughout the whole process of doing spiritual direction, you kind of work your way through all these key moments in scripture where you're able to really connect with the Lord in a new way, even if you may have heard that scripture before or prayed with it or even studied it at length, it ends up becoming alive for you all over again and relevant to where you're at in your current situation, which mm-hmm. I mean should be true for us at all times with scripture. I was really drawn to the Ignatian style of imaginatively putting myself in the place of the scripture and seeing the way that the Lord responded to me and interacted with me in that passage. Beautiful. And what about that was so appealing to you as far as putting yourself into the passages? 
Well, I've, I got to just share with you my first experience of praying Ignatian prayer was my spiritual director had me praying with um, the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan. And he asked me to place myself in the place of Jesus. And I was like, what? It, what? <laughs> in, in prayer and to hear the father's voice saying, this is my beloved daughter in whom I'm well pleased. And so I, I went there in prayer and I imagined, I pictured it. I imagined what the ground would feel like, what it would smell like, what it would feel like with having all these people crowded around, the splash of the water. Mm. And it really just imagined the scene. And when it came time and the point of that scripture to hear the words, this is my beloved daughter in whom I'm well pleased. It was such a resounding voice mm. that all I could do was sob. <laughs> and it was, what was so funny about this whole thing is we were just ending the end of a prayer time. So I was in a community of people <laughs> having this experience. And so I'm like sobbing, trying to leave. And someone stopped me like, are you okay? And my response was, Jesus loves me too much. <laughs> <laughs> so I really, I really was drawn to the, the really experiencing Christ's love for me in a new way each and every moment. And that's, that's what he longs for each of us. He, he longs to show us personally his love for us. I really am drawn to this style of prayer in order to experience that. I know it's not particularly attractive for everyone. <laughs> it's not, you know, everyone has a different style of prayer. That's totally fine. But this really drew me in, drew me into a deeper relationship with God. Yeah. And what I love about that so much is just hearing the overlap between that and mindfulness. And I feel like that's something we use a lot in our field is being able to slow yourself down and really be in touch and in tune with our senses, but ultimately being in the present moment. Mm -hmm. And I feel like God is the epitome of present moment. Everything mm -hmm. is present to him. And so what I love about what you said was really putting yourself into the scriptures and imagining yourself there. And with mindfulness, there's so much visualization I feel like Ignatian prayer is mindfulness if I would be bold <laughs> enough to say that. <laughs> I don't think anyone said that, but I feel like there's just, that's what I love about it so much is it's yeah. a perfect integration of, of mental health and Catholic spirituality. Yeah, I completely agree. And like one of the words that you used to me was making the scriptures come alive. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what it is. It's, it's that the Lord using that imaginative part of our minds that where we're being fully present with him. Mm -hmm. and then really trying to be with him in those, that scripture, in that moment, like what did that feel like? And then the Lord enters into that, into that part of our imagination that we're kind of giving over to him. And that's when it kind of comes alive. It, and it is, it's like this perfect meeting of those two things, almost as though the Lord gave us imagination for a reason. <laughs> but I yeah. love that because I think sometimes you can, like when you're just reading scripture kind of mindlessly, it can feel really stale, like, and like, what's kind of going on here? And this is like a way of like, refreshing it. And I love how you're talking about like, you can come back to the same passage over and over and over again, because it's not just your imagination. It's also the Lord entering into relationship with that too. Well, and that's actually one of the techniques that Ignatius outlines called repetition. And yeah. so he actually encourages you to go back to um, that those moments when you really are experiencing Christ in a deep way. So that could be a moment of consolation. It could be a moment of tension. 
too. Mm-hmm. So it could be a moment mm-hmm. where like, you're, you're really having trouble with that passage or you're really having trouble with that emotion that's coming up. And so you lean into it, you lean into that reality. And um, that's really where I see the overlap to mindfulness because mm-hmm. so much of that is just being true to the moment and where you're at and recognizing exactly where you're at at that moment. Absolutely. And being okay with that because when you were leaning into some of those more uncomfortable moments, that's where growth happens. That's where the transformation happens. And so again, it's just so important and so valuable. I think a lot of times when we get overwhelmed, especially for people going through counseling, there's a temptation to resist and say, no, I don't want to feel that. And on the one hand, it's a good thing, right? We're trying to protect ourselves, but ultimately the more we can lean into that is really where healing takes place. And when we're sitting in that non-judgmental awareness, especially in prayer, like when we're taking our own judgments about what these feelings or thoughts or images that are coming up and we put those judgments off to the side, that's when we leave room for the Lord's voice to speak into those moments. And so that's why I I love mindfulness and I love Ignatian prayer because it's two skills that really kind of open a space for God's voice, which I know a lot of times people struggle to hear that, you know, Mm. you're looking for it in signs in the world around them, or maybe like this person saying that was the sign that I need to do this and really taking time to sit in like that, those quiet moments, but you have, there's work that comes before that. Yeah. To set that up. It's true. It's about setting up the right place. St. Ignatius really, he, he talks about praying for particular grace for each time of prayer. And I think that's another way that you just can remain grounded in that prayer time. I'm praying for the grace to surrender and trust in God's plan for me. Mm-hmm. And so as I continue to pray for that grace, not only in my prayer time, but just you know, throughout moments in my daily life, I'm reminded to look for the way the Lord's doing that in me. A lot of the preparation work of prayer in the Ignatian model ends up being that mindfulness, really, mm-hmm. <laughs> just really being aware of what the Lord's doing mm-hmm. and entering into that true presence at that moment. So Kimmy, I'm, I'm curious, I know we're talking a lot about Ignatian spirituality, but I know that comes in a bunch of different forms. It's not just like yeah. one wrote, like we talk about, you know, the rosary, but this isn't like one set prayer. There's a bunch of different ways to approach Ignatian spirituality. So I was just wondering if you could, because I don't know if everybody necessarily knows that, you know, so I was wondering if you could maybe talk to us a little bit about what are the different ways that you can engage with an Ignatian spirituality? One would be, I guess, having a spiritual director guide you through the spiritual exercises or a version thereof. So there are quite a few books for spiritual directors. They can lead you through different graces and different themes as you pray with scriptures, or it could just be based on the circumstances of the directee's life. Mm -hmm. So depending on the training from the spiritual director, they might have different methods for that. Ultimately, the spiritual exercises outline the 30-day retreat. And so the 30-day retreat is 30 days (laughs) in silence. Um, And you meet with a spiritual director every day and you do, depending on where you're doing it, it's like somewhere between three to six holy hours every day while you're in that silence. And so there is a lot of growth that comes up and you're intentionally moving through Jesus's life and journeying with him. And so there are four weeks 
to that um, because it's a month. Uh, now every week is not necessarily a week. You know, sometimes you stay in weeks longer than others, but there's a week on sin. There's a week on Christ's life. There's a week on his death and passion and, and his resurrection and living in the world. And so you, you move through these movements to journey with him in his life and the way that it, it relates to you. And so when you're doing um, spiritual direction with someone, typically they'll be pulling elements out of that mm. to walk you through certain parts of that 30 day retreat, or they'll be doing something using similar methods, but with different scriptures on a different theme. So on mm-hmm. virtue, or we call it the eight themes. It's what we, from my <laughs> school, <laughs> the Seneca School of Spiritual Direction, we always start with the eight themes, which is all about the father's love for you mm. um, and grounding you in that. And, and that's, wonderful too, you know? So there's the 30 day nation retreat. And then he has a, a list of annotations. So just some notes that he wrote in the spiritual exercises. And the 19th one <laughs> says that for those who are too busy because of other demands to do a 30 day retreat, you can do it in everyday life. There are quite a few different methods to do the 30 day in an everyday life situation. So mm-hmm. Sometimes there are groups that meet together for 30 weeks Wow! and they work through the same scriptures, but they do it on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. I personally um, met with a spiritual director. I, I did the 19th annotation and I met with a spiritual director on a weekly basis. And mm-hmm. so she gave me scriptures for every day of the week. And so I was doing a daily holy hour and then meeting mm-hmm. with her on a weekly basis and for, for 30 weeks. Mm-hmm. That was that was amazing. <laughs> that was, that was life changing for me. There are, there are quite a few different ways to enter into Ignatian prayer. There are other elements to Ignatian prayer that some people also incorporate. So there's the prayer of examine, there's praying for graces, there's just the practice of imaginative prayer. And so all of when someone's talking about Ignatian prayer, they might be talking about any of those things. So beautiful. Yeah. I was wondering if there was going to be a mention of that, of examine and discernment of spirits, because I feel like, again, that's such a pivotal place where when people are walking in their spiritual lives or just walking in general, I feel like discernment of spirits from St. Ignatius is so helpful as far as helping people know what is happening with me internally, especially when we think about mental health. So for example, if I'm someone who's struggling with anxiety, and I'm worried about, you know, is my faith strong enough? Does, does, you know, if I believed better, would, you know, God would heal me from this, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like discernment of spirits can be so helpful in something like that to help us differentiate, you know, is that the voice of God leading us? Mm-hmm. Or is that the voice of the enemy that could be shaming us about, you know, our afflictions and how we come through something like that. So I, I love, again, just the ability and the gift that St. Ignatius gave the church of helping us connect those dots mm-hmm. and being able to see what is truth and what is the reality of what's happening and moving in my life, mm-hmm. as opposed to what can just run in our minds. And that's not ultimately helpful for us. You have retreats at San Pedro Center, correct? Yes. We're moving towards offering full Ignatian retreats. Right now, we're offering beginners silent retreats. Um, <laughs> and so we have a women's silent retreat we've offered for the last two years in the beginning of August. And this year, for the first time, we're going to be offering a men's silent retreat for beginners. 
a light Ignatian retreat. You know, it's, um, we, we teach about entering into silence, what that looks like. We train you in how to enter into imaginative prayer. We talk to you about the scriptures before you go and pray with them imaginatively, really to, to walk you through it, hold your hand through it, mm-hmm. um, give you a taste of what a silent retreat could be like. Yeah, because I think that's the thing is a lot of times people think like, I should just know how to pray. And then they just go and they sit down. Maybe they might sit with scripture. Maybe they might sit with a journal or maybe they might just sit by themselves. Like those tend to be like the three like ways that I notice people when they're first trying to develop a prayer life. And then they walk away feeling like they were banging their head against the wall or it was just pure silence. That's what I love about St. Ignatius is he's very much like, no, I teach you. I teach you how to do this. And kind of even as yeah. you were describing the 30-day retreat and then these those different things you were just talking about, we teach you these things. The way I was imagining it was like the 30-day retreat is like the blueprint of a house. Here's mm. how you build this structure. And then things like the examine or imaginative prayer, or any of those things are the tools that you use to build it. Yeah. And the thing is, is yeah, somebody has to good teach you. <laughs> but somebody has to teach you how to build the house. I mean- you could put a blueprint of a house in front of me and put the tools in front of me. And I'd be like, yeah, this is, you don't want to live in this when I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Truth. (laughs) But I think sometimes we beat ourselves up spiritually because, well, I walked away from that prayer and it was flat or I've been trying to pray and I can't hear God's voice or, and understanding that like, this is the beauty of the Catholic church is we have 2000 years of tradition where we've, built this, built this house. And like, we have people who know who are like craftsmen and can teach us how to do that and how to be a craftsman of our own prayer life Mm. and giving us grace to say, you don't have to just inherently know how to do this. We have a fallen nature. Part of what the church is here for is to teach us how to be in relationship with God. Mm. And that's a huge part of what I love about Ignatian spirituality is it takes the pressure of figuring it out on your own off of you. I love that. Rupert. I'm going to have to use that as I meet with new directees now. <laughs> Do it's it. like a blueprint. <laughs> well, and cause that's what I do. I, I really, when I'm meeting with a new directee, I really stress that this is not about me leading them. This is about them growing in their relationship with God and me journeying with them on that process. And so, yeah, it is you building the house with someone on the sidelines say, Oh, wait, 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 but that piece Look at that piece first. Does that piece go there? <laughs> you know, like look at that a little bit more before you put it there, you know? And yeah. so it, it is this beautiful dialogue that comes about as mm-hmm. the directee grows in their relationship with God. I'm right there in the midst of it, helping them and walking with them. That's beautiful. Well, Kimmy, thank you so much for your insights and for sharing with us about that. And we look forward to hopefully having you back again for another time. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening slash watching. If you happen to be watching, because we're hoping that our video recording goes through on this one, you know, we're still learning technical stuff, but thanks everyone for listening in. And make sure you share this episode that you feel like anyone would need help with spiritual guidance and check out San Pedro for more of what they have to offer. Oh yeah, they have. And you guys are actually doing online virtual retreats right now too, aren't you? Yes. And we're, we're even offering virtual spiritual direction right now. We have an easy form to fill out if you go to our website. Yeah. 
You guys just go now. But before you do that, don't forget if you have any questions or if you want to have us talk about a specific topic or if you have another question for Kimmy that you'd like to have her back on again um, and have her talk about something else, don't forget to email us at thosecatholicshrinks at gmail.com. 